0: Welcome to the open door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Welcome to day 19 of the Open Door Podcast. It is so good to have you with us today. And we have been talking about different ways that God opens doors personally, in the community, and corporately. And today, we're going to hear how God has been working in the community and as a church at the Winnemac campus through the Compassionate Ministry taking place there. And to help me tell that story, actually, she's going to tell the story, we have Deb Walters with us today. Deb, how are you doing today?
1: I am fabulous. Thanks for having me with you today.
0: Well, we know some people who are aware of who you are, especially those in the Winnemac campus, and now well, definitely people at the Valparaiso campus as well. But how long have you lived in Winnemac? How long have you been involved at the church? And what do you love about living in Winnemac?
1: All righty. Well, I moved to Winnemac when I was three with my family, so I don't have any previous memories of living elsewhere. We began attending Winnemac Nazarene Church when I was in the first grade. Oh wow! And other than three years when I went to a different church in high school, I have been in that church. So um, I've been in the church, active in the church for forty-nine years almost, and serving for forty years.
0: That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, so Winamac is, as far as growing up, living there, that has been life. What do you love about your community?
1: I love small-town life. Mm. Now, because I say I have lived there all my life, I mean that. I've never gone to college. I've never lived anywhere else. So I only know small-town life. But I really enjoy the fact that everybody knows everybody. Mm. And sometimes that can be a burden when everybody knows everybody's business. Uh But at the same time, when you know everybody, then you can rally around each other. Mm. And so, you know, I know that... If I had an emergency in the middle of the night and had to run to somebody's house, I could say, I'm so-and-so's daughter, or I work at so-and-so, and and people would be like, oh, yes, I know you. Hmm. So, it's just really cool.
0: That is awesome. Uh, Well, one of the ways that the church has been rallying around the community for a number of years has been the compassionate ministry efforts at the Winnemack campus. Could you tell us a little bit about what the church does in that way?
1: Sure. So... Several years before I started working there, we would our church would provide food, and the office would have food bags, so that in case somebody was passing through and needed just some assistance, you know, a little bit extra help, we would have food bags in the church office. And so when I started working in the office, that continued, and when people would come in, they'd sit and talk for hours, just mm-hmm. sharing their stories. Um, at one point, um, a lady decided that she wanted to make it into an actual food pantry. So she grew the the thing into um, a bigger ministry and got some different resources for us involved that we would get food in. Um, when she chose to leave the church, then we have a volunteer named Bev that has been there from the beginning with the food pantry. She stepped in, but she didn't want to take it on full time. And so, because I was doing a lot of home visits and hospital visits and um, like divorce care and, com- and just different ministries, the pastor at that time asked if I would be interested in changing my role from church secretary to compassionate ministries director, which basically we were creating a new position. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I took over the pantry and um, I really enjoyed it. And Bev is still there with us. Bev's a rock star. Bev is a rock star. She and David, my husband, are there every week. And um, we have since moved from three rooms into in the church to switching places with our daycare. And now I have an entire building.
0: Yeah, if you're not familiar with the Winnipeg campus, uh, it's beautifully located, uh, I, I believe. And it's just right off one of the main roads going through town, right next to the hospital. But the uniqueness of the uh, campus is that there is, I believe, an old parsonage mm-hmm. that was converted into being used for different things. Everything from the preschool to now, mm-hmm. it has unbelievable potential.
1: Exactly in
0: the regards of compassionate ministry in Pulaski County, mm-hmm. uh, not just even in Winamac. I, I love the thought that first we had someone go through an open door to just say, for people coming through through the through the transients, through all that, Mm -hmm. we're going to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. Not just give them a bag, but sit down Mm -hmm. and and have conversation. And Mm -hmm. from that open door came the next open door of, well, let's do a pantry. And and now here we are on the the cusp of who knows what exactly, because I think the potential of that space is huge. Mm -hmm. And the beauty that I've seen, I've heard you talk about, and just it sounds like even from the origins of this, is that there was... Well, it's never been, people haven't been a project, they've just been people. Mm -hmm. And you have had the opportunity to engage with so many different people um, across Pulaski County Mm -hmm. who come. I'm going to imagine there's some who are consistent who come in. And how have you seen the Compassionate Ministry efforts become an open door for someone in the community or in the county to explore or even come to faith?
1: Well, we've had different folks through the years who because of the pantry, will step into a church service, you know, and and some will attend regularly, whether it's through the pantry or through holiday gifts that, you know, gift bags that we've given away, um, the boxes and whatnot, that they start to come to our church and they attend. Um, What's really neat that I think, though, is the number of people who come in share their needs with us so that we can pray with them. Even even though we're so busy now running people through that I don't have the time to sit for hours and talk to them, um, but we're in the works of changing that. So, um, But the beauty is when somebody has a need, they know they can tell us, and we'll pray for them and add them to our prayer list. We always ask if it's okay if we can add them. And just this past Monday, I we... The pantry was closed. It was 1 o'clock. We locked the doors, and we were just getting ready to head out the front, and a knock is on the door, on the back door. My husband's like, do I answer it? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, we better answer it. So he opened the door, and it was a woman needing some food. And so I brought her in and and took her information, and I always take their phone number. Now, we're not required. They're not required to give us their phone number, but – Um, We take it so that in case one of us is sick or we have a snowstorm or something and we have to cancel, I can send a call out so that they don't waste a trip. So I was letting her know that. We ran through the pantry. I was sending her out the door and walking her out to her car. And um, she said, do you ever take volunteers? Hmm. And I said, well, yeah. you She said, well, I work every day except for Monday. I could come and, and help you. She said, then you wouldn't have to be closed if you were sick. Wow. And so, you know, Bev is a huge asset in that regard because she can run the place, but Bev recently had a car accident and she's recovering from that. So she's slowly stepping back in. Hmm. So to have somebody else that is free on Mondays, that doesn't have another job that's only available during the summer or something, that's huge. So she is going to start this coming Monday, start training. And so the more volunteers we have, the more that will free me up to spend that time with folks when they come in and they're hurting and they're needing, and we can just spend that time talking and praying.
0: That is awesome, isn't that, that something? Oh, that is. The Lord, awesome. just
1: opened that door right, right then as we were, you know, yeah. and we didn't have to open the door, right? It was, it was past closing time, well past closing time, because a lot of times it goes over. But
0: and your literal literal opening of that door, yeah, became yeah. another open door that God provided. That yes. that is amazing. I I think of, um, I think of the the opportunity that serving can be mm-hmm. serving others, mm-hmm. and sometimes we we think of these open doors or something big. We think of it as this: oh man, this is going to be the biggest step our church ever takes, or or this is going to be God calling me to a specific ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and we we don't recognize that some of those open doors are, well, honestly, have little to do with us. It's the opportunity to go. Okay, I'm going to demonstrate everything Jesus has told me about living life. Mm-hmm. I get to go live that now, serving someone else, and I'm thankful that you have not only responded to a call in your life, but mm-hmm. to to serve in that way.
1: And it, it what's crazy how you don't realize how things fall into place. Mm. You know, raised in the church, and you serve the church, and then. One door closes with a job and another opens, and then because of that door and and things you had done in a previous job, you have the passion and the ability to help in another area. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we think doors are closing, but they're really opening to something better.
0: Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree with that Mm -hmm. thought. Well, on both campuses, Winamac and Valparaiso, don't miss the opportunities to go through an open door of serving others. And I'm, I'm going to guess, we could use more volunteers oh, yeah. at, in Winamac, uh, especially within the, the Compassionate Ministry efforts going on there, and, and there are plenty of opportunities in the Valparaiso campus as well. And we just want to invite you today to maybe take that kind of step, uh, to walk through an open door serving others, and call me crazy, but I'm pretty sure if you do that, you're going to experience some some spiritual growth for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Well, our prayer that we want to leave with you today is that you would, well, th- let me give you two thoughts. One is you might need to wrestle with this one a little bit, but I'm going to ask you to ask God if there are any open doors of serving opportunities for you within the church or within the community that you need to step through. That's going to be a courageous prayer because I know we don't always like uh, extending ourselves that way, but... I want to invite some of you to do that. And the other one, uh, depending on what, what Deb has talked about and with the compassion ministry, other compassion ministry elements taking place there and at the Valparaiso campus, pray for those. Pray that God would be at work with all the volunteers and everyone who steps into those settings to be with people because people matter to God and therefore they are going to matter to us. And we will see what kind of open doors God brings to any of us who step in in those type of settings, including some of those literal open doors, just like Deb experienced, where right on the other side, God was at work doing something amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have enjoyed the conversation Deb and I have got a chance to have, and we will see you tomorrow.